Welcome to Science on the Other Side with Fern Ronay. I'm your host, Fern Ronay, and this is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from the other side. Today, I am joined by my friend, actor Gerard Haynes. Gerard is the star of NBC's The Village, an award-winning actor Haynes hails from Chicago, which was also the setting of the film Blueprint, which he co-wrote and co-produced. And listeners take note, which is now available on demand. Inspired by a true story, the film tackles racial injustice and what it takes to overcome grief under difficult circumstances. Haynes has also appeared in the Sundance hit South Side with You, as well as on stage in Native Son, for which he won the Jeff Award for his performance as Bigger Thomas. He can also be seen in the film adaptation of Native Son on HBO. And you might also recognize him from appearances on Empire, Sense8, Crisis on NBC, as well as Netflix's Benji. Gerard is such a bio. <laughs> that was what? Thank you for the intro. That was. I don't think I'm worthy. That was good. That was good. No, you are worthy. You work. You, <laughs> you have worked for it, and we've seen it. We know each other through my husband Howie. You two yeah. picked each other up at a cafe in Culver City. <laughs> it's <was> very Hollywood, <laughs> very Lana Turner. But it, but it was no, but it was no coincidence. There is no such thing as coincidence. You two were meant to meet because you. So you know, you two started chatting. It was kind of late in the day, and you you know there was no one left in the cafe, and you just started talking to each other. Wow. It turns out you're from Chicago. We lived there for six years. Mm-hmm. Turns out you're mm-hmm. an actor. Howie's working as a director, mm-hmm. and then more importantly, you're very spiritual. You love Joel Osteen. Yeah. Who doesn't love Joel Osteen? <laughs> How he calls himself a <laughs> Joel. Um, <laughs> and so you guys just started chatting, and it's so easy to talk with you for so long because you're so awesome. But I wanted to start off with another time, a few years later, outside another eating establishment, when you you and Howie met up and the story of God. I love yeah. that story. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we we were actually because we I met you guys after. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? That's right after. Yeah. Yeah. Movies and uh, someone you know right before we went into the movies though. Howie, he always doing this assessment. He goes, <laughs> uh, "How you feeling, man?" And I felt like he was judging me at the time. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, he was, I know he was. I know he was. But he asked, and, uh, you know, only said it to say that, you know, I can be honest with Howie. Howie's very, yeah. very open, and we share, mm-hmm. and, we, and you need that, that brotherhood. And, and so mm-hmm. um, I was just like, man, I just feel off course a little bit. I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't feel any stability right now. And uh, he was like, oh, man, we got to talk after the film. So then when we come out of the film, this is what's crazy. He says, how's your relationship with God, man? I said, man, I haven't really been consistent in in visiting him. You know, I've been kind Mm -hmm. of wavering a little bit, doing my own thing. And uh, he says, man, I think you need to get closer to him, man. Just find a church or something, man. I said, Mm -hmm. yeah. And as soon as we walk out of the theater, we turn to our left. And kid you not, this woman is walking towards us in her, her shirt. And big bold, she had a white t-shirt on, t-shirt on, and big bold black letters says God. <laughs> and he, he looks at me, I look at him. He said, "Dude, if that's not a sign, I don't know what is." It was ear. It was just. It was crazy because you don't see that. No, you know, even oh, see the person never. wear a shirt like that, let alone never after never. that conversation, like right after that. In the not even thirty seconds after we we mentioned it, we see this woman walking, mm-hmm. 
And right. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's so and, funny uh, that you were talking yeah. about God and then you looked at your phone and, like, something came up that said, like, God in big letters. I would be like, okay, like, you know what? Mark Zuckerberg yeah. listening to us. It's not a shock. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah that, exactly. But it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't electronic. It was in the natural. And it was – I saw you guys after and, like, you were, like – so, so yeah. you guys are so funny. You're like, you don't know what just happened. <laughs> yeah, I just, and it, and it made me emotional because, you know, doubt likes to creep in a lot, man. Doubt mm-hmm. is like that thing that, that lingers around you. Um, if you allow it to, it just lingers. That and fear, mm-hmm. which kind of coexist, yes. you know. Um, and so when, when I saw that, you know, then there was a the fear of, and, you know, maybe I was away too long. Would he even, you know, and my dad goes, because I told this to my dad, I'm like, man, mm. you know, I, I haven't really been uh, grounded like I should be with my relationship with him. You know, um, maybe he don't want to hear from me no more. I made the joke. And he goes, <laughs> man, do you get, you know, he said, for your daughter, when she when she makes you upset, do you discard her? Do you get rid of her? I said, no. Mm-hmm. Said, so why would your father in heaven do that? And I was just like, oh, man great perspective yeah oh wow yeah. he's like don't <laughs> that's not what I would say. yeah and it's so true yeah. it's so true yeah. we always often think of god as being this stern and just yeah. stern and, and strict and i i say whatever makes you feel loved then that's how you should picture god like if god is like a however you want to picture this person embodiment of this person whatever makes you feel loved and for me it's people who are you know someone who makes me laugh so I think of God as being funny like he makes me laugh and that makes me feel loved Mm. like that's how I think of God that's so that's so interesting that he said that because it's so true you would you would certainly never throw your daughter away God would never throw you away I love that right yeah I listened to your interview with Babs Rawls Ivy at WNHH in New Haven she's awesome and you were awesome on the show and you talked about your path to becoming an actor from the University of Idaho to basketball to sleeping on your sister's couch and looking up acting classes (laughs) and I love this story that you called and you worked out a barter system to pay for the classes and it paid yeah. off. <laughs> and you yeah. mentioned that that you you did you do one play and they paid thirty dollars, but you were like, I love this. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to ETA Theater in Chicago on the South Side. I auditioned a friend of mine, um, James T. Alfred. He he said, Hey man, you know you got to do some plays. And at the time, I'm just like, ah, I don't know if I really want to do that. I just I'm just kind of, you know, I'm just dibbling, dabbling a little bit. I still want to play basketball, truthfully. I just mm-hmm. seem to, some, I don't know, is gravitating. I'm gravitating more towards uh, performing arts. I don't understand why, but I am. And he says, well, right before we go to audition, you should see a play. And all I remember mm-hmm. as a kid is in plays or like the Nutcracker, stuff they take you on class trips, stuff you <laughs> fell asleep on, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. He said, no, trust me, it's a place you see. And it was called uh, A Long Red Road at the Goodman Theater, uh, directed by the late, uh, great um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, rest his soul. Oh, wow. And the, the lead actor there blew me away. The whole cast was mm. great. But this mm-hmm. guy was so vulnerable, so real, so raw. And I felt like I was um, invading on someone's privacy. And I was like, man, I want to do that. What he's doing, right? Mm. And 
it was just, it was like therapeutic. You could tell he was living through it. And it turned out to be this actor named, um, I don't know if you heard of him, Tom Hardy. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was him. <laughs> wow. This, yeah, this was like circa 2010. So I'm like, okay, all right. So then I went to audition for this play. I, it was called Herbert Three Contribution, directed by Phyllis Griffin. She, she's a teacher at DePaul University. And I don't know what she saw because I was horrible in the audition. It was horrible. It was just horrible. It was horrible. How looking do you back, know it I'm was like, horrible? I, just looking back at it, like, she asked if I can remember a monologue. I tried to remember a piece from August Wilson's um, Jitney. Uh, mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't, I didn't, I was ignorant to August's work. I didn't understand how much of a titan he was. He still mm-hmm. is. And I tried to remember it in like 30 minutes, which was so disrespectful. And I oh. did it. And it was horrible. It was just horrible. And she laughed. And she goes, thank you for coming in. She's so sweet. And I just chalked it up as, you know, maybe this isn't for me. And so yeah. um, I'm, I'm playing ball. I get a call. I answer my phone. Well, she left a message and said, hey, give me a call back regarding your audition. I'm like, man, they're going to tell me how bad I was over the phone? This is crazy. <laughs> so, 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 who calls you to tell you how bad you are? So then, so then, I called her and she says, hey, um, just want to let you know, we want to offer you the role. And I'm like, you sure? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, this is Gerard. Uh, the guy had the, little, the blue jacket. This is me that you're calling. <laughs> She's like, silly. She says, you're so silly. <laughs> we want to offer you the role. And I did it. And um, when I asked what the pay was, she told me $30. And this is when my, my girl was pregnant at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I could, I could do mm-hmm. a play with, <laughs> and you want me to rehearse during the week too? Like, that is such a time commitment. I, yeah, for $30. And I asked my girl, and she said, do it, do it, man, do it. You got to do it at least say, so you can say you've done it. So she, mm-hmm. she, she really gave me the, um, um, Lestatia, love you for that. Uh, I know mm-hmm. you're listening. Um, she, she, she gave me, uh, the courage to do it and, and the confidence to do it. So I, I did it mm-hmm. and I, I didn't look back once, once I did it, I ended up giving up basketball right, right in the midst of that. I just gave it up and said, I'll just bet on myself on this, on this one. For someone to be pregnant and their significant other saying, I think I want to try acting, and but maybe not. It only pays $30. <laughs> That's a very special person to say, yeah, yeah, she, go she for had, it. She had foresight. Yeah, she had a she vision. She did. She believed in you. She knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She, she um, man, she just had this unwavering faith when it comes to going after certain things, right? And, and mm. even looking back now, uh, rest her soul, um, even looking back, my first agency in the city of Chicago, the first mm-hmm. reputable one, Grossman and uh, Jack Talent, I went back, I told Howard this, I went back through my old emails, just, you know, reminiscing about her, you know, mm-hmm. missing and, and things. And she sends an email, it was an email that said, you should check this agency out. This is before I got with them. This is before... <laughs> I landed with them, and I was like, whoa. And it had gave me um, confirmation that I was on the right track, if that makes yes. sense. I said, okay, yes. I'm on the right path. Yeah, yes. and, it, and, it, and it, you know, I don't even know what made me look. 
And I, it was one of those times you're starting to question where you are. Mm-hmm. And it, and, yeah. And it, and it came through at the right time because I, I went back. Because oftentimes, as more lately, I share with Howie a little bit that I've been feeling very sensitive to um, her, meaning yeah. uh, Lestatia, the, the mother of my, my daughter. Because mm-hmm. I had never really dealt with that. And, mm-hmm. and so when I go back, I see certain signs. It's, it's like it's her nods and that you're on the right path. She passed on the day your daughter was born in childbirth? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, actually right be- before. Oh. She had an aneurysm. Um, and, yeah, had an aneurysm. And July was, and, 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 they, and, and they delivered July? Yeah, they had to do emergency mm-hmm. uh, C-section. And um, she, my daughter even, she, man, wow, she, she was pronounced. Because um, no oxygen was to the brain for a certain, for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she went through hell and back. And you see her today, she's a genius, you know, and, and so, in, you know, thoughtful and kind and sweet and has a light about it that you can't, you can't dim. So she really she, doesn't. She Everyone doesn't even she, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah She yeah. doesn't even know it. There's no way she can know it, what she's been through. She has no idea what took place. She doesn't, can't, she don't even, she doesn't know. She would have to look at pictures when she's older and say, oh, that was me? With two right. and everything. Right. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. How yeah. terrifying. And, and look at her now because everyone who, if, when you watch Blueprint, she's in it and yeah. she's yeah. magical and sweet and bright <laughs> and wonderful. She's amazing. And um, I didn't know that. I didn't know that part that she, um, that there was that also terrifying part on top of it. God bless yeah. her. She yeah. was, she was being looked yeah. out for. It's amazing to me that, that it would be eight years and you, just happen to go through your emails, and it, it, I don't. I don't think the surprising part is that it's been eight years, and you're you think of her mom because that's I think completely normal. But that you would be like, you know, let me just go through my emails, and then find that she suggested the agency that you ended up going with of all of the agencies is is such a sign. It's such a like guidance from her being like, I'm making you do this right now in case you ever have yeah. any doubts that this is your confirmation yeah. that you need that. I'm with you, and you're on the yeah. right path. Oh, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Wow. And she speaks She speaks through, I know she speaks through my little one a lot. For Father's Day, we're walking, and she's like, let's just walk. She's eight years oh. old. So let's just, just, just walk. <laughs> let's just walk and talk. I was like, okay. Do that. <laughs> so I had a cigar on Father's Day. I was trying to enjoy uh-huh. it. She, say, she says, um, I got to tell you something, Dad. I said, yeah. I don't like those cigars. Could you put that out? I said, yeah. I said, okay. You're right. I'll put it out. She's like, that's good. Because at first, what happened, first what happened, it was already lit. When she walked up to me, it was already lit. And she's like, let's walk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Like she was, (laughs) okay. So she gave a little cough. I said, you okay? She's like, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't. (laughs) I said, okay. Yeah. So I put it out and we were walking. And she goes, how are you today? How do you feel? This is how she's talking to me. And I'm like, I said, yeah, I said, I feel, I feel okay. I feel okay. I said, how are you? And she goes, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good to see you. Good to see you and, and walk with you. I just want to walk with you. And, and we just talked about life. And she gave me the whole rundown of what's been, what's been happening with her. And she says, Dad, I want to. I think I want to pick up the violin. I said, nah, I don't know if you're ready for that. I said, what, what did that thought come from? This is me testing her now. Now, where are you getting this stuff from? And she goes, I don't know. Um, uh, the orchestra on, on YouTube, YouTube has everything. Um, yeah. But I look, but I don't see anybody looks like me. 
playing the violin. I can play the violin. I said, yeah, you can do anything you want to do, but you know what it takes. She says, I know, I know. It takes practice. It takes practice. I said, and dedication. And she says, commitment. And, and we talk this way. And, and we have this and and we have this saying that when she calls me, she'll say, are you being the best that you can be? And I say, oh, are you being the best that you can be? Yeah, yeah. We try, you know, just different things. Yeah, yeah. And I told Howie this, and I was like, dude, when she says it, 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 it breaks me sometimes. She says, why? I said, because mm. I'm not the best that I can be sometimes. Mm. And, 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 you know, it's, we it's, all? it's a yeah. balance to that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ah. Yeah. yeah. I'm laughing that she did that little cough because I'm like, she's such an actress. <laughs> He's going to follow yeah, yeah, oh my. <laughs> she is, though. She is. Naturally. And I, it, it terrifies me. You know, I, so I had to funny. do a trick. Uh, I had to do a trick to show my. I just show my mom and my friend. I, I say, because uh, she's been taking acting classes on the weekends with her grandmother, and uh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, let me test you here. And kids, they're very animated and everything. So I say, I, I, I want to try something. Let's work on your stillness and actually speaking from a true emotion. And she goes, all right, let's try it. So I said, um, the line is, I'm doing great today. And I said, imagine that we're going to the beach. You want to go to the beach, right? She's like, yes, I really want to go to the beach. I said, okay, now say that line. She goes, I said, how are you doing? She says, I'm doing great today. She said it, and you can yeah. tell it was genuine. came from a genuine place. I said, yeah. now say that, same, say that same line, and imagine I just found out you, you got in trouble at school, and, and I ask you, how are you doing today? And she goes, I'm doing great today. And she knew it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, okay, you might, you might have a future, but let's not move too fast. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, in yeah, trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. she wow. was saying one thing, but obviously meaning another, and yeah, and wow. that's what I was trying to get. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. she's something else. She is, she's yeah. gonna follow in your footsteps. I love that she talked <laughs> about her feelings too. That she would, that she would say to you, "How are you feeling?" Like I, I think that's so great because on the so on the Friends Like Us podcast with Marina Franklin, um, and also on the Voices and Visions podcast with Jim Lukowski, you talked about therapy. And you said that a lot of people are suffering from PTSD and either, well, certainly a lot of them don't even know it. Yeah. And you, yeah, you said that you, you think you had, you think you have PTSD. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a touchy thing in a sense of, there's two ways I look at it. I look at it as it's a lot of unpacking that a lot of us have to do, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Since we're kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to go even as far as back as that, because that changes your trajectory too, right? Mm-hmm. And I can I can share this here. I was speaking with close friends. I was when I was just home in Chicago. We were just talking about this. And I said, "Man, it's funny," and, and, but it's not funny. What I mean is funny is that mm-hmm. trying to make sense of it all. When we have conversations, a friend will call you and they'll say, "Man, you know, um, such and such was was got killed last night," and you'll say. Damn, what happened? And they'll tell you. And then there'll be like a brief pause. And then it's like, well, what are you getting into later, man? Wow. You know, you, 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 yeah, you have to, your mind is quickly mm-hmm. trying to protect your heart. Mm-hmm. Or whatever feeling exactly. that you have. It's, tr- it's, trying to, it's trying to keep going. It's like, okay, okay, okay. Not right now. Not right mm-hmm. now. Like, keep moving. But it happens so often. That's why you see uh, a lot of people snap. or Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody cut them off in traffic. It's not about the the traffic. It, 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 I'm I'm exactly. carrying mm-hmm. a lot right now, and I don't know how to uh, dispose of it or, or or deal with it. 
and therapy, which has helped me. And I've tried mm-hmm. to share it with people that are that's very close to me, um, mm-hmm. friends and things. And, 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 and it takes time, you know, yeah. um, but, but it's, I think it's helpful. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say we have to get rid of the stigma yeah. about going to therapy. It's, you know, like my, I always use my father's example. He has type two diabetes, so he exercises. And then it's the same thing if you're experiencing a PTSD. If you go to therapy, that could be one element that'll help you. And that shouldn't be something to be ashamed of. And it shouldn't be something that should make you feel embarrassed in any way. And the best thing we can do is talk about talking about going to therapy yeah it's a you know it it takes time you know and but Mm -hmm. I think it's very helpful because you you you, you're you're speaking to someone who's unbiased in a sense and 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 so right yeah exactly so when you're talking to friends or family sometimes about issues um Mm -hmm. like subconsciously it could it could be biased and their response Mm -hmm. to to you because they know you and they're like they don't want to most if they love you they don't want to tell you they should tell you the truth, but oftentimes they're dealing with something as well. And, and you know, right. and it's like two people trying to work out a situation, but we're both wounded. And when you're both wounded, it's tough, man. It's, ah, exactly. it's just really tough to, to get the, mm-hmm. the proper healing you need, you know, and it takes time yeah. to heal. I saw yeah. an interview um, you did about the Blueprint film, and you said we can't get numb to gun violence. But if you're living with that, and you don't have access to therapy. Because you mentioned on Jim Lukowski's podcast that a lot of people, they might want to go to therapy, but they can't afford it. That's the other thing that we have to work on. But if you if you don't process those emotions, how do you not get numb is the question. But I guess that's the cycle. Like you you get numb in a sense of you have to protect yourself if there's no other out, if you can't talk to people and it just keeps happening. Yes. Uh, and, 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 and what happens is there's a domino effect because of it, mm-hmm. right? So when there's pain, just like you take aspirin for headaches, when you have when you when you hurt internally um, and can't pinpoint it, you look for vices, escapisms, mm-hmm. yeah, alcohol, drugs, sex, whatever the case may be, to numb the pain. And mm-hmm. what happens is it, it becomes a revolving door, and a cycle. So if I'm in this this environment that is insane in a sense, it's not rational, it's mm-hmm. irrational by a lot of aspects. But you're trying to get me to be rational. It doesn't go together. Right. right. It doesn't go together. It just doesn't. Right. And so how can I get help when you throw me right back in these in this environment? Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's 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 like telling a person who, who just quit drinking that he has to live in a bar. Like it's crazy. Right. <laughs> right. You, can't, you know, right. you know the saying you're in a barbershop long enough. You go get a haircut, you know, it's mm-hmm. just one of those things. And and that's what's happening to a lot of our communities is that they say, okay, we'll get help. Okay, but the help is so, it's not just the individual, it's the environment. Mm-hmm. And, and the environment is it's not the best situation for me to thrive. Man, uh, no wonder it's a lot of liquor stores. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's, it's, it's seriously, like, and fast food, yeah. like, it's a real yeah. thing, and 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 a lot of us are dealing with it. And on the flip side, you take a guy from that area, guy or, or young lady from that area, and you give them success. That's jarring because mm. I just went mm. from one extreme to the other. Uh-huh. So how do I deal with this now? Yeah, you know, I still have these habits. I still have these habits. You know, I still think this way. 
And now you right. put me in a different environment. It's it's a it's a ah it's a conversation that can go forever. It's, it's a yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's interesting yeah. though, because I always think like, well, won't success cure it? But not necessarily. It could make it no, that, worse. So you yes, have to get to the it, root of the problem. Uh, it makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Yes, because mm-hmm. it's still there. You just changed my environment, but you actually right. took me from somewhere where I had 10, 15 years of doing a certain thing and thinking a certain way. You got to rewire me. In yep. a sense. I have to do a lot of rewiring. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a computer crashing, mm-hmm. you know, in a sense. And, and that's what happens to a lot of us. That's why I think therapy is essential. But the yeah. irony is that it's, it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like. That's the sad thing. You know, yeah. It's like, yeah. how the hell? Okay, what do you want me to do? You know, right. So, right. Yeah. There's so much healing yeah. to be done in this world. And it's so. It's so sad because so many people, like you say, like use the road rage example, like hurt people hurt people. So many people need healing at the core. And if you change the environment or you depend on alcohol or drugs, it's not healing what's deep down that needs to be healed. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, I wish I wish the whole world could get therapy. We have to figure out how to do it. Yeah. But. And love is a thing that mm-hmm. it sounds cliche, but, but it would help. True. What I mean by that is by that is uh, Christians. We we all we all say okay. We want we want to be God-like in a sense of uh, loving people unconditionally. But that's tough. You got to learn how to do that. Like mm-hmm. we get you know like for me, I stub my toe. My day is messed up. You know. But <laughs> a kid, you know. But a kid, a kid does love unconditionally. Mm-hmm. They do. They forget. Yeah. Like my daughter, for example. I can get mad at her, and then five minutes later, she's she didn't forgot about it. She's like back mm-hmm. to being happy and playing mm-hmm. and running around. But as we become adults, and you know, um, I think we start to put we the love is there, but we put more importance on outer things because mm-hmm. society is is shoving it in our face. Is that this yep. is what you should care about? This is what you should do. Like Instagram, like mm-hmm. um, I love Instagram. It's not a knock to Instagram, but the like button is a heart. Like, that's so misleading. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. What a subliminal message. freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> so what are people freaking out about likes? You know what I mean? Cause it's, I yeah, just, they're like, I'm not loved enough. Love. I haven't got it. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like, damn, man. You will wow. create more anxiety. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like, you know, but I said to say that love, I think love is something that has to be practiced. And you have to be conscious of it. And it sounds crazy. It's like, no, you just love. No, it, it, because you have to be selfless. You have to not think about yourself, mm-hmm. which is hard to do when everybody is pushing self-made. And I did this and I'm the man, I'm the woman, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. It's tough mm-hmm. to love unconditionally. It's just really tough. It's tough, man. Right. But I think if we, That's... if we beat with that and practice on it, I think we'll be better off. I do. Hard. Though, yeah. I think if we could. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the test. How did Blueprint come about? Uh, a friend of mine, Daryl, um, who directed it, he called me right after one of those tragic events. Unfortunately, so many mm-hmm. don't even know which one. That's how unfortunate this is. Mm-hmm. He calls me. He's like, no, man, what's, how do you feel? What's going on? And I ran it. I ranted on the phone mm-hmm. about a good hour, just ranting and venting and, you know, and things like that. And he goes, what do you think you could do about it? I said, it's nothing I can do, man. He says, so why are you in this game? Why, why do you, yeah. you know, why, 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 why do you have your artistry here? 
I want right. to speak to it, but I don't know if this is this, if that's possible. He's like, dude, think about it. Call me back. Shot there in the car. Thought about it. Thought about it. And I called him. I said, How soon can you get here? He was like, Let me make some calls. And he came like the next week. Oh wow. Um, yeah. And what we did was a friend of mine, uh, Marvin Lee, rest his soul. Uh, he was murdered, um, not by the police, but he was murdered uh, due to gun violence in, in Chicago, an unfortunate death. I said, I'm going to use uh, my friend for this story to tell his story. And what we did was tackle the aftermath of a friend being murdered by the police. Because mm-hmm. in all movies, we always see what happens leading up to it. But right. I wanted to tackle, circles back to what me and you and I talked about PTSD, is mm-hmm. that how do people cope after a tragedy happens? How do they cope? Mm-hmm. And, and so, uh, and Daryl sat down and I, I gathered a lot of my friends non-actors you probably, I probably had yeah. a total of three real actors um the mother shanaja who oh my god she was amazing shanaja mm-hmm. ty davis and then edgar uh sanchez uh, mm-hmm. but the rest were my friends and my family your mom I and told them, daughter yeah were yeah. incredible <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i couldn't believe mom, that was your mom. mom i was like her his mom did that like she was awesome i thought she was an actress yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't tell her that <laughs> don't tell her that but yeah 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 uh no and and, and we came together and, and and by the grace of god everybody gave it their all and once i told them who it was for everybody was all in and said okay cool you know so in that bar scene we said for reg we were really uh taking shots for our, for our friend marvin so yeah yeah Wow. Wow. So, yeah, because the tragedy in the film happens early on in the film, from what I remember. And then, yeah, and then it's, it's about what happens after, which when the news cameras go home, no one, no one thinks about that. Nobody Um, cares. Yeah. 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 You mentioned in an interview, Curtis Mosley, am I getting the name right? Uh, Posey, Curtis, the first name, Curtis Posey. Yeah. Okay. He was it yeah. was one of your friends who was in the movie. Yes, he was in the film. Um, he's in the film. Uh, Curtis, uh, he is in the scene where we're in the basement and talking, and he's basically mm-hmm. giving uh, the speech about Martin Malcolm and, and saying that you got to protect yourself out here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he, he was giving his perspective on life, on how to live out here. And uh, unfortunately, not too long after we filmed, he was murdered. Yeah, he was murdered. He was shot and killed. I'm um, so sorry. So uh, that's you know, and that's the thing is that when 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 you lose so many, because uh, this has been happening for a while for a lot of us now, but you got to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, and hoping that you know one day things change. You know, yeah. uh, when you make it to twenty, when you make it to twenty five, you've accomplished something. You, oh you, gosh. You, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. In happier yeah. news, <laughs> you play a police officer. Yeah. When you got yeah. the call that you were going to play police officer Ben Jones on The Village on NBC, was there any thought like, um, you know, about playing a police officer or were you like, you knew a lot of cops growing up, right? So was there, were yeah, you like, I, I could be cops, like this yeah. guy? Yeah. Well, because well, growing up at, at early on um, in Chicago, uh, this park district where we used to go, Jackson Park, he had a lot. Tommy Davidson was the supervisor there, and uh, he he is still disciplining us and and in ways that saved my life. But he also would mm-hmm. have a lot of cops up there, um, mm-hmm. cops that look like me, and, and, yeah. and but they were real cool. They hoop, they play ball, they 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 you know they they play cards. Like it was, it was like that, you know. So you didn't know, but outside mm-hmm. of that, other cops 
it, it's not so nice. You know, it's yeah. uh, there's always been tension with especially our community and law enforcement. And, and what happens is that you become resentful and it, it's, right. like I said, it's tension. And so when I saw it, of course, as an actor, you're like, all right, this is dope. This is cool. I got a gig. This is this is awesome. But then mm-hmm. um, if you're a conscious person, you're just an aware person, you think of mm-hmm. social issues. You have to. It's in your face. And mm-hmm. I remember the media team wanted me to post a picture of me with the cop uniform. And I wanted to, but I had some reservations. And I couldn't, I mean, I understood it, but I'm like, ooh, they're going to see you anyway on TV. Why won't you just post a picture? And then um, I sat down with a friend of mine who's a cop. And mm-hmm. he's like, dude, it's our job to shout to Sean, Sean Jadon. He says, your duty to change the narrative of that. He's like, yes. man, I'm a cop. I'm a real cop. What, what do you think mm-hmm. of me? I said, damn, right, right man. You know what I mean? I was like, okay. Right. Like, yeah, man. It's just it's just how it is, man. You know what I mean? I said, okay. So uh to get his blessing and other other folks who I know are cops to get their blessing, like, dude, you are good. Yeah, it meant something. Yeah. Howie mentioned, but he could be wrong, that you you asked the producers to incorporate your own story into the character. Is he right about that? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, uh oh. shout out shout out to shout out to uh Mike Daniels and uh Jessica Rhodes and the other producers uh on the show. When I met up with them right before shooting the season, they asked me about my background and, and where I'm from and, and then, you know, going through what I went through with the mother of my child. So, yeah. you know, it, it was kind of parallel in a sense, um, yeah. which ironically enough, a lot of the characters on the show, to some extent, were actually going through some of those things or have been through it. So oh, it was interesting. interesting that, yeah, yeah. So I think that's why everybody was so connected and genuine mm-hmm. um, because they dealt with it or experienced it or, or something that, 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 that's similar in a, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, they allowed me to play a few notes um yeah. for my personal life and, and implement it yeah was it so draining at the end of the day acting seems so physical and mental and emotional you know like my job I'm like oh like, my hand hurts from writing and typing but I don't feel <laughs> I don't feel drained do you ever feel drained yeah sometimes I think yeah. I think that's why I'm learning more how to be healthy within the craft mm-hmm. when you're young and green you just give it effort like I'm going to just give mm-hmm. it all. I'm going to just do this. <laughs> and then you, you leave out the self-care. You right. know, you leave out the self-care, which is, is, it keeps the, you have to keep the machine oiled. You have to take care mm-hmm. of the vessel. And because uh, it is draining, you're giving up and you, vulnerability, it, you pay a price for that. Yeah. You pay a price for that. You yeah. Know? Um, any artistry, you know, yeah. You pay a price for it. You know, uh, even like you said, even writing and putting yourself out there and putting a novel out there, the book that you can feel it. You 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 know, going through the hustle and bustle. Uh, how it told me how you, how much you had to endure and and, and, and things like that. that you don't understand. It's artistry, very exposing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Being an artist is very exposing. You're exposing yourself. Yeah. 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 You pay a price, and um, which is brave. It's brave because it's like mm-hmm. you're vulnerable and, and 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 saying, hey, this is me flaws and all yeah. you know and yeah you know i think self-care though is is essential like you have to have some self-care if you don't think you'll crash and burn if you're giving yourself yeah. bullet you end up crashing and burning i gotta give the producers credit for wanting to know your story and and incorporate it into the show i mean I, on the one hand 
is it exploitive? No, they want you to, to be able to tell your story and to share your experience and for the audience to relate to it because that's what we all want to do is, is recognize someone in art and say that's me. <clears throat> someone else feels this. There's something so comforting about being like, me too, I felt that too. In the interview with Babs, you mentioned that your mom and sister were so influential in raising you, but you also give your dad, Jerry Haynes, credit for his wisdom, and you mentioned his wisdom earlier. We have to write down his um, nuggets of wisdom <laughs> to document them somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but the, you recently did a short film. It's very powerful. Everyone should watch it. It's called Fatherhood. How did that one come about? Uh, thank you for that. Uh, yeah, my mom was is still instrumental but my dad he 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 had to work right he wasn't in our home mm -hmm. he was doing his own mm -hmm. thing he's from mississippi he's a came up and made he made a way for himself but father's day uh i want to say yeah a year ago last year last father's mm -hmm. day he and i had a disagreement about mm -hmm. some things and that that, that kind of left me thinking wow what what happened here you know there's and, and and so i called a friend of mine jim st germain he's an author too wrote a book uh stone mm -hmm. of hope uh shout out to him but i called him i said man i think i want to create something based around what happened with me and my dad on father's day and he mm -hmm. goes what do you mean i said i told him what happened he's like man that's insane insane in the sense of a lot of people will relate to that yes and mm -hmm. and basically but we'll, we didn't want it to be heavy-handed and be mm -hmm. uh, condemning. Instead, we wanted to have two arguments. So, and mm -hmm. uh, I did a docu, I did a documentary, which is now on YouTube. Uh, you can go on my page, Instagram page for the link, but the short film, which we just created, which uh, we'll release soon, hopefully through these festivals, but it's about two arguments. The father is, comes over to the son's house on Father's Day and my character, the son, gives him this gift. And then the father makes a comment and that's when things get a little heated and it's, mm -hmm. it's so nuanced because in his mind, his thing is time. Both of them is time. The son is like, I wish I had your physical time. The dad is like, yeah, but that time was needed to work in order to provide. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's two arguments on, on the table. And I got that also from my therapist. See? Yeah. Because uh, I mentioned my dad would, would say to me sometimes, well, I made sure the check was there. He would give a certain dollar amount. And I'm like, what is, what is he talking about? Like, what? That's, what mm -hmm. is that? And then he says, my therapist will go, yeah, but you don't know what it took to get that dollar amount. And I said, oh, oh, okay. That's different. See, that's a yeah. different perspective. And so I told my boy, I said, hey, Jim, we have to have two arguments here. It can't yeah. be heavy-handed. It has to be two arguments. Because now I have a kid, and she even tells me, I wish you were around more. But my time oh, mm -hmm. had me tearing up. And, and I was like, oh, this is, ah. You know, I, I had to yeah. go away to do this, to provide. But she's like, man, right. I miss you. And, so it's, <laughs> and that's what the dad was saying. Is like, so I think it's important, you know, um, fatherhood is, is very nuanced. And, and it's, yes. it's not as... Uh, uh, black and white as most would love it to be. Um, right. It's different. It's very different. Very different. And it, and it goes across the board um, mm -hmm. in any culture, any any race. I was going like, to say, it's so relatable because yeah. Howie and I always talk yeah. about how our fathers were, not that they weren't around in our childhood. Both of our parents have been married 50 mm -hmm. years. There were, we, mm -hmm. you know, we're not complaining, but the dads mm -hmm. were, they didn't go to 
the school conferences. They didn't go to. Um, <laughs> exactly. They didn't do. They didn't do any of that. The mom did everything. <laughs> And it's like, yeah. if I were to say to my father, why? And he's, he would be like, I had to work. Like, he's a huge car dealer. Like, exactly. Does he want to be out exactly. in Austin? No, he, he doesn't want to be there. He'd rather be home. But he's got to pay for things so we can live. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's just across the board. And just wanted to bring some awareness to it and, and start a conversation. Yeah. It's such an important conversation to have. And I think a lot of people are, are feel more comfortable talking with their moms about things, but we should talk to our dads yeah. too. They're not going to be here forever. That's the yeah, other exactly. thing. So seven minutes and 44 seconds is available on YouTube for people to watch, which is wonderful. And it's on your Instagram. They can get a link, but I'll put it in the show notes. And then the film, yeah. the short film is yeah, um, going to be played film. at festivals. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We just submitted it to a couple festivals like TIFF and some other ones. So we'll see what happens. Um, very excited about it for people yeah. to see it. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm so excited about this short film. I'm so, I'm so excited to share yeah. the YouTube video, and I'm so excited for you. Where can everyone find you? Um, I'm on Instagram uh, at Gerard, that's J-E-R-O-D, J-Haynes, H-A-Y-N-E-S. At Twitter, Mr. Gerard Haynes. Thank you so much. Sending thank you for this. Sending a lot of love to your family, awesome. too. Oh, thank you for sharing. And and, con- we'll talk and congrats soon. to you. <laughs> and congrats to you though on all your endeavors and, and Aww, your second you're so sweet. book. Yeah, Aww. yeah, you're killing Thank the game. You. You're killing the game. Oh, fingers crossed. You know what I always notice about you, which is so wonderful. You always mention the writers. Like you'll say, I was in, um, you know, I was in this play written by, or you'll say I was in this movie with the writers, <laughs> and you always mention the writers and the directors and the producers. It's such a great quality. Well, no, I just think none of it can happen without those people, you know, yeah. um, collectively. Yeah. We're, just, we're just helping each other move along. That's all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so well, thank much. Thank you so and much. we'll talk to you soon. All right. Looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to Signs from the Other Side. You can find me, Fern Rone, on all social media at Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so there can be more episodes of Signs from the Other Side in the future. Thank you again and sweet dreams.